Welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Randy Witt, along with Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. Mr. Tom, in your beard, how are you? Oh, man, it's hot. I'm hot. It's, I'm, You're hot? I'm hot. Now he's I getting am, cocky. He's, just, he's been working out, he's <laughs> plucking his eyebrows. Things are right. It, it's hot. I'm sweating. Really? I'm sweating to death right here. Yeah, it's... It's warm. Yeah, How about you? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's probably eighty-two uh, with oh, you know, breeze coming off the ocean at about five miles an hour. It's a little humid, so like, everybody's got big hair. It's uh, it's over a hundred, hundred and three. It's I think down in southern Utah, I got up to uh, broke a record, almost one hundred and twenty. Yeah, la- even last month, I was watching when Utah was in the NBA uh, playoffs. Uh, it seemed like during one of the games, it was like 110 at night. It's, man, it's just so hot and dry. And, uh, you know, the water's, there's water shortages or water restrictions. Everything is just, it's that time of year that's just really kind of ugly outside because of the smog and the fires. There's fires everywhere. Fires up in Idaho, fires uh, here in Utah, and it's just, you can't even see the mountains anymore. I look out look out the windows and it's just, it's gotta be bad for, for the health of, uh, of everybody. Yeah, well, in that, that uh, article you sent me about how low Salt Lake is. Yeah, the water levels of the, of the Great Salt Lake are at an all-time, all-time low. And, there's, there's that article is pretty good. It, it talks, you know, it's not really all about global warming. It's really just about uh, the increase overuse. Yeah, overuse, the increase of population, and and it makes me makes me wonder, you know, how much uh, how much water we're gonna have left if we just keep growing out here into the desert. Well, the one good thing you're gonna have is plenty of propane. <laughs> That's right. We, we have got, that locked up. We got plenty of propane. Huh? I wish. I wish we could say the same thing about the about the water, but um, yeah, it's pretty dry, pretty warm, and you know, there's there's always that chance of a of a of a forest fire coming near your cabin or or where you're recreating with propane. So just or if you're like Tom, quick, your fourth home, uh, your fourth. I wish I <laughs> I just sold my house. I told you yes, that, didn't you I? Did. Congratulations! Yeah. You had to downsize. Just, I. I got a bigger garage though. See, that that's winning. That is winning. But but just a, a quick, you know, just a quick reminder that the forest fires are are happening every day um and if you are in a in a propane uh fueled area with a with a house or a cabin, just take a little extra precaution, clear that area out and uh make it safe for for anybody that's a first responder that has to f- to fight one of these fires right now. And if people go to the stateofenergy.com, they can get a lot of good directions with safety uh and get a lot more as well. Yeah. Yep, go to yep. go to the stateofenergy.com, check us out, check out all our past episodes as well. Cuz the state of energy brings you everything you need to know about an energy source that is clean truly cares about being green, is abundant, affordable, and American, is ready for action right now, it is propane. It's for your home, your business, your farm, for fleets of school buses or any fleet, forklifts. We're going to discuss how propane can do that and how it's energy for everyone. Nice. I like that energy for everyone tagline. That's pretty cool. I think maybe our guest coming up had maybe something to do with that. Maybe. We'll see if he did or not, but... It's uh, a neat new tagline that that really puts clean energy and and propane into the same playing field. And uh, if you if you haven't had a chance to check out the new propane.com, go check it out. There's so much information out there for you. A lot of great information. Yeah, the environment stuff is tremendous as well. And you can also uh, use the where to buy button. 
by going to thestateofenergy.com. If you need propane, type in your zip code and all the places you can get propane near you will populate. Uh, also, you can find a propane job by going through that link on thestateofenergy.com. Uh, propane industry is going to grow by over $50 billion in the next five years. Uh, if you're thinking about a career change where it seems like nine out of 10 workers in America these days are looking for a career change, uh, you know what? Look at the propane industry. It kind of feels like, you know, uh, you know, the dot com, you know, years back. There's lots of opportunity. <laughs> the dot the dot com bubble. I hope it's well, not, not the bubble. I, I hope no. it's not. I hope it's not a bubble. Not the it, bubble. It, it really is. Clean energy is is the top of the list on, on, on all these different agendas. And if you if you're looking for a new career, propane is where it's at. It's the fuel of the future. And again, we're not anti-electric. We're not anti-solar. We're not anti-wind. Um, we just want to be on the same playing field with all of these you know, different resources because the best answer for energy security is a whole basket all of us working together to get us to where we need to be. Yeah, we really, you know, trying to reduce um, the carbon footprint around the country is going to take a lot more than just uh, electricity. It's true. And uh, now also, uh, folks, uh, we want to thank the folks over at propane.com, our friends at Park. Great new look for their site, as we were talking about. And also, uh, you know what? Big ups to Canada. Because a part of their 10th anniversary celebration, the Canadian Propane Association unveiled a brand new logo as well. They kind of look similar, don't they? It does. You know, the new blue-green logo demonstrates the propane industry supports Canadians in making greener, affordable choices for their homes and business. The blue represents economic prosperity, while the green represents the need to safeguard the environment. Uh, these pillars merge to form a bond shaped like a leaf and a flame. And you know what? Oddly enough, the words Canadian... Leaf and Flame are all names of their hockey teams up there. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much hey. an idiot savant, aren't I? I got all that stuff figured out. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, now a uh, couple of quick headlines. Uh, there's a new Ohio law that stops cities from banning natural gas and propane. Uh, the uh, governor, Governor DeWine, signed the House Bill 201 into law recently, and Ohio joins more than a dozen states that have enacted similar legislation this year. Now, the move is in response to some large cities, mostly on the West Coast, banning natural gas hookups in new buildings as a way to fight air pollution and mitigate the effects of climate change. Now, there is no cities in Ohio with such a ban yet, and there's no indication that any cities or townships are moving in that direction. Uh, but Representative Jason Stevens, uh, who sponsored the legislation, let's put it that way, told Farm and Dairy that in March, when the legislation was introduced, that he thought it's best to address the issue before it became an issue. He does not want to eliminate choices for customers. And here's the most common sense line. If someone doesn't want natural gas coming to their house, just take the meter out. Yeah. The people that are against this are saying that, you know, we, we, we've got to uh, reduce our dependency on gas and, and they think that going all electric is the answer to this. But when you really take a deeper dive into the electric grid and look at the carbon intensity of, of electricity, it's actually pretty high. It's, it's, uh, there's plenty of other ways to reduce your carbon intensity um, by not using electricity. So propane, natural gas, they've already got a pretty low uh, carbon intensity. And, and the, um, this is kind of leads up to a great intro to our, our guest because yes. our, our guest is working for a manufacturer that produces uh, 
a DME blend that actually has a negative carbon intensity. And when you when you put these in, or I, I don't know the full details on this, but we're gonna get it. We're gonna drag this out of him. But when but when you get down to it, uh, you can actually produce propane that has a lower carbon intensity than almost all the electric grid uh, around the around the country. So uh, it's going to be great to hear his perspective on this. He's a a friend that used to work over at PERC, uh, Mr. Cinch Munson. Welcome to the State of Energy. Thank you very much for joining us. It's my pleasure to be here, gentlemen. And uh, now Oberon Fuels is the world's only producer of ultra-low carbon renewable dimethyl ether. Now, these are transportation fuels, um, and the uh, propane industry executive and advocate Cinch Munson is our guest, and he's joined their team as vice president of commercial development. And Cinch Munson has a world-class name. That is a world-class name. Think about this. Cinch Munson has won the British Open. It works. (laughs) Cinch Munson has won the Home Run Derby. Cinch Munson has won the Tour de France. You've got a great name. Yeah, my, the, the name is great. I've got to get better at golf. I've got to get better at uh, <laughs> driving or bicycling. That's the other, you know, whatever. I've got to get better at those things. But the name fits. <laughs> and I love your Twitter, distra- Twitter description. Dumb jokes, sports caboodle, random tweets, Nebraska bragging, amazing propane fanks, uh, facts, and other miscellaneous with little rhyme or reason. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> That's good. At Cinch Munson. And oh, by the way, John Williams reached out just before the show to say hi. Oh, good, good. I've, I've been working with John now for, for two weeks. So whether I'm good or bad today, we'll, we'll assign it all to John Williams. Yes, it's all on you, John. So, uh, Tom, where should we lead off? Well, man, Cinch, first, uh, you, you were with the Propane Education and Research Council for many, many years. Um, and, and so, you know, all about propane and now, and now you've, you've switched, uh, gears and you're get, you're getting into a propane additives. Can you just, there's a lot of talk about this DME and how this, how this is going to lower the, uh, carbon intensity of propane. Uh, can you, can you give us a quick, you know, just an overview of anybody that doesn't even know what DME is. Can you just tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, I'll, I'll try to be really quick with it. But DME, you don't, you don't have to be too. You don't, you don't no, have to be yeah, too, take your time. You don't have to rush through it. We've got well, a full thirty minutes to fill up. Yes, I mean people are people all over the world are hanging by a thread on every word that the state of energy puts out there. We're in what over how many different thirty countries, oh, five hundred cities. Oh wait, so take your time. Wait till I ramble on about DME. <laughs> <laughs> It'll really help. Okay. So I, I will try to be to the point and not quick about that. So, so dimethyl ether, known as DME, is a molecule that's very similar to propane. And, uh, you know, Rebecca Boudreaux, our CEO, she, she tends to say that they're cousin molecules. Propane C3H8. DME has two carbons with an oxygen in the middle. So it kind of looks very similar and they're very complementary. And what that means is they can be stored, you know, in similar ways, transported in similar ways, using the same equipment that we use to move propane. Um, And we can blend them together. And that's a key market for us right now. And a key target is how we blend them to drive the carbon intensity of propane lower. Because renewable DME, which is made from renewable feedstocks and waste resources, such as you know, dairy waste, dairy manure, can have a carbon intensity of negative 278. 
So if, if you think about propane, which has a uh, carbon intensity of it you know, in the 80s, I think it's 83, and, and you blend that with you know, renewable DME with a carbon intensity of negative 278, um, maybe at a 20%, all of a sudden that carbon intensity, you can just start to inch it down, blend in some renewable propane, and you get a carbon intensity near zero, as low as 11, and we could even bring that lower. So, you know, I guess the point here is DME is compatible with propane, leverages the propane infrastructure, leverages the propane industry, and provides the quickest path for, the, for us to lower the carbon intensity of propane and help people meet their sustainability goals, their environmental goals, et cetera. Um, it, it really is exciting how, how the two can work together and position the propane industry to be a key part of this clean energy future. So just so everybody understands, the carbon intensity uh, levels that we gauge uh, nationwide, you could look at carbon intensity of really any fuel or any energy source. And the biggest one that we get, we hear a lot about is electricity. Everybody is being told or, or there's uh, a lot of misinformation that, that electricity is zero emissions. But it, it truly isn't because here in Utah, you know, 60% of our electricity is produced by coal we really have quite a high carbon intensity of our electricity. So with this product that you guys are manufacturing right now, just blended, it's not, it's not like you have to use 100% of this. You're just talking about, do you have a, a percentage of a blend that you're talking about that can actually reduce that carbon intensity to below what, what we're currently getting out of electricity? Yeah, typically what we talk about when I, when the numbers I was talking about are, is using a 20% blend. And at a 20% blend, it requires no changes to our infrastructure. You don't have to change the bobtails. You don't have to change the tanks. Um, you know, you can blend that in, drive that carbon intensity lower, and uh, you know, really position propane well. But to to your point, Tom, propane today is, is a, propane is a wonderful fuel, and, and at a carbon intensity of 83, is is cleaner than electric in in almost every state already. And so so by looking at what do we do with this next stage of, of helping make the fuel renewable? Um, we could we can reach an unreachable point in, in carbon intensity. I don't think electric could ever reach the propane industry if we go down this path of lowering our carbon intensity even more. And do you find it funny? I mean, now you're in uh, Southern California, you're in San Diego, um, and uh, all of a sudden, it seems to be that the, the, the more electric cars that are going into the system out here in California, the more power crisis levels we're having out here. It seems like we're having more of a power crisis with the more electric vehicles people are charging. Noticing any uh, correlation there? there? There's absolutely a correlation. I, I like to use the term grid, grid dependent because nobody likes to be dependent. And as soon as you have an electric car, you're really grid dependent. I mean, if you, 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 you rely on the grid to even go somewhere. I, I like to be independent. That's what I love about propane. It, uh, you know, it, you, you have a relationship with your local marketer and you're, you're independent of the big grid. It's a wonderful thing. You're listening to the State of Energy. I'm Randy Witt. That is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. And joining us this week is the Vice President of Commercial Development for Oberon Fuels, Cinch Munson. Thank you very much for joining us here today. And it's Cinch. 
It's a good story here I'd like to get your thoughts on. South Dakota schools have shifted gears on the type of bus they are operating and now are including propane-powered buses. Um, as more people work to reduce vehicle emissions, some school districts are purchasing more propane buses. Um, and transportation director Stan Fodd said the buses are easier to maintain and run better. He shares a story about being minus 30 degrees in South Dakota. Um, he tried to start a diesel bus that didn't start, so he handed the driver a key for one propane propane bus that was sitting outside. He went over, put the key in, turned the switch, it started up, and he went on his way. Great stuff. And more and more school districts uh, you know, across the country and even into Canada and around the world seem to be embracing more propane-fueled buses. It's, it's a wonderful story, and I think it really speaks to the value of propane and, and the value of propane in vehicle applications. And, and you, you can't talk about that without giving kudos to our bus manufacturer partners that the propane industry has worked with. I spent the last seven years before I moved to Oberon two weeks ago working with them, and I, and I continue to work with them. You know, they're great partners that create a, a vehicle that, you know, the, the, their customers love. And, you know, they love it because the bus is good. The fuel is perfect. It's a wonderful what? thing. What happens to a, a school bus if you use this renewable DME? Is that something that it can actually, can, can you run this fuel in every every application or is there a limited to a certain areas of this? So, so I'll, I'll talk about three ways that we can use DME, if, if you'll bear with me and, and yeah. I'll kind of go through them. So the first one is in a propane blend. And typically we talk about a, a 20% blend, 20% by volume. And with that blend, it, it will perform like propane. So we could use it in a bus, we could use it in a, a bobtail, we could use it in a, in a car. Um, there, there may be, depending on the engine, we may have to calibrate just a bit, but it will work in, in engine applications and it will work in uh, you know, residential, commercial, agriculture applications, whatever. And, and that's not theoretical, it's happening all over the world. And in fact, we're, we're running the fuel in buses. Um, when, as soon as we get done with this interview, I'm gonna get in my car, I'm gonna drive and uh, go see some, some vehicles start up with a propane DME blend in them. So, so it's really exciting and it's, it's a, the real deal. Um, the other thing that we were really excited about at Oberon and the propane industry should be excited about as well because they're a key part of this equation is DME is an excellent hydrogen carrier. And part of the reason it's an excellent hydrogen carrier is because it handles like propane. So it's easy to transport, it's easy to store, and it's relatively easy to pull that hydrogen off and then, you know, use hydrogen in, you know, whatever it may be, whether it's a fuel cell or, or even an engine, burner, whatever. So in the future, as this hydrogen economy comes together, the propane industry has an opportunity to be right in the middle of it. And then the third area is DME you know, 100% DME, or perhaps a higher percentage DME with a lower percentage propane that could be used in uh, combustion ignition engines. And uh, there's there's work happening right now. Ford is doing some work on that front. Uh, Fiat Powertrain is doing some work on that front. So, you know, one of the beauties of DME with propane and with the propane industry is all of a sudden it opens up a lot of different markets and some additional markets beyond what we work in today that could be important in the future. And the propane industry is perfectly positioned to take advantage of that with the DME industry, which you know we're, we're, we're connected at the hip as I see. 
Nice. So I was looking through just some of your your information on your website and you're the CEO. I mean, this is Rebecca. She is a smart woman. She's got more degrees. She's a doctor. She's a scientist, right? This is not this is not just a couple of of, of boys in the pasture making some cow manure into propane. <laughs> this is the real deal. I was I was blown away by this. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know I I'll tell you just a little bit of a story. My my wife Shauna, when when I told her I was considering leaving Perk. Um, as, as a supportive spouse that she is, I think the first thing she said is, you're an idiot. You love the propane industry. You love your job. You love your boss. Why, why would you leave? And, you know, I, I kind of talked her through some of the things we're talking about today. I go, DME is a molecule that has a future. And one of the things I like about it is in this role, I can continue to work with the propane industry and I can help the propane industry move into the future. But the other thing I've been always impressed with, with Oberon, and I've worked with them for years, um, is the people. Rebecca and, and everybody at Oberon that I've, I've met, and now I've met most all of them, are top notch. You know, just impressive people that are doing the right things for the right reasons. And apparently Rebecca has more degrees than a thermometer. <laughs> is that what I'm getting out of this? She she is very sharp. She's got she's got <laughs> she's done research at MIT, Princeton, uh, University of Southern Mississippi, uh, Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, the National Starch and Chemical. Is she, this this uh, your boss? I would be afraid to have a boss like that. That's what am I doing with my life? What are we doing? We're I we're doing know. a podcast Not... about propane. We should be we need to be scientists making making new fuels for for the future. Is, has, she, has she ever been on the state of energy? No. We would love to have her. Well, yeah, let's not. I got to have a that's leg a, up. That's intimidating. <laughs> I don't know. So who who made this DME? I mean, is this just something? Uh, how does it, how did this come about? So, so DME has been around for a while, and actually, the odds are we all have DME in our house right now um, because it's used as a propellant in aerosols, uh, and and you'll so you find it kind of everywhere, but. It's been used in engine applications and, and appliance applications for a number of years. It's relatively new in, in the U.S. and North America, um, but you know, with this move to renewable renewable fuels, renewable energy, and because it can be made from waste and because it has that ultra low carbon intensity, there is a lot of interest. And I, you know, I, I've I've said in the last year, I've seen the conversation around DME go from kind of an occasional mention to a daily, it's somewhere in, on my feed every day. And of course, now it's, it's obviously on my feed every day because I'm working on it. But uh, it's, it's, it's got a really interesting future. But, but again, I think the key is the propane industry, it, it is a, the quickest path for the propane industry to lower carbon intensity. And the propane industry with DME can create the the future and and create something that truly does you know do that you know whatever the application propane can do that propane and dme can do that and it provides a method to bring that clean renewable energy to everyone because it's energy for everyone that's how well he did that tom he used two (laughs) of our slogans in one sentence that was brilliant and it's got to be uh an, an equity 
a thing here too, because can you imagine if this was just something new uh, that 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 came out and there was no infrastructure already? How much money it would cost the the U.S. taxpayer to put something like this in? The infrastructure is already here. There's propane companies all over the country. There's propane being used everywhere, and this is a drop-in product that doesn't take a whole bunch of government subsidies to clean up the environment. Yeah, you know, the, the physical infrastructure, absolutely. And, and I really like to talk about the human infrastructure of the propane industry as well. I mean, I, I spent seven years working in the industry. I love the people. And, and Tom, you've heard me say this before. I've never met somebody in the propane industry that didn't care about what they were doing. I mean, everybody just is passionate. And uh, what, what a great uh, um equation for success. You got the infrastructure, you got great people. Um, we, we can, will, and should be part of the future. Cinch Munson, Vice President of Commercial Development for Oberon Fuels. Where can people learn more about you and what Oberon has to offer? I, I, I would send everybody to oberonfuels.com. That, that is the place to go. Don't go to my Twitter feed because it's just full of all the <laughs> oh, things good stuff. earlier. It's at Cinch Munson, <laughs> at Cinch Munson. But, uh, First thing he has up there, dumb jokes. I yeah, love it. Oberonfuels.com. Great, great resource. Well, Cinch, thank you very much for joining us on the State of Energy, and we hope to have you and maybe Rebecca on at some point as well. Anytime. I've enjoyed it. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Cinch. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, you can find out more about how propane can improve your life by going to the thestateofenergy.com. Thank you.